Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome, friends, to another r slash I don't work here lady video. Excuse me, could you help me? On the bottom shelf down below, there's the like and subscribe buttons. Could you go ahead and hit those for me? I appreciate it. Tell your manager I said you deserve a raise. That said, our first story of the day is by Damien St. James. Wholesome, my latest vest story. I'm a 40-year-old man, and I'm mobility challenged. I can walk in short stints, such as to and from my car, and stand for short stints, usually not more than cooking food in a microwave. I use either the manual wheelchair I have or the electronic scooters the store has. I wear a high-visibility reflective safety vest while out so it's easier for me to be seen. Some local supermarkets use the same relative design with their own employee vests, which is why I'm constantly being pegged as an employee. The event. I was at Winco again just doing a simple restock, nothing big or fancy, just the standard topping off. Shortly after I got inside, a lovely woman in a flannel jacket waves me over in the universal, come here gesture. I already figured she thinks I work there, despite operating a mobility aid. I wheel over and ask what's wrong. She explains to me that she's totally lost in regards to how to find Product X. While I don't use Product X, I'm at least familiar with the layout of the store, since Winco uses relatively the same floor plan in every state that has one. In other words, if I go to one in, say, Chico, California, then to one in Seattle, the floor plan's pretty identical. I tell her where she can find Product X, and offer as I've done with others to take her directly to it. She says that would be wonderful. Always willing to help a person in need, I drive on over to where Product X is. I point it out, and she picks it up and gives it a once-over. She asks my opinion on it. I inform her that, honestly, I wasn't someone that used it, but I do hear good things about it. She puts it in her cart. Next, she asked me three or four questions relating to other products and what I thought of them. I answer them all politely and honestly. She thanks me and excuses herself. I go on with my shopping. Not long after it all, one of the managers I know quite well approaches me. She smiles under her mask. OP, are you doing something silly like helping people out again? She coyly asks. I tell her I did and restated to her that it's just how I am. She tells me Miss Flannel Coat stopped by the customer service desk to leave me a kudos card. I chuckle and sigh out a pleasant exacerbation. She too joins in the rather fine chuckle. She tells me at this rate, they just might have to hire me legitimately and pay me to keep being kind and helpful. I thank her and Miss Flannel for their compliments. The manager says she was going to hang my kudos card on the wall anyway, just to brighten people's day. That brightened mine just a little more. Be honest, if you were going to the store to just top off on essentials, somebody comes by and asks you for your opinion on products or if you know where things are. Would you try and help them give your opinion on those things, or would you try and hand them off as quickly as you could with the I don't work here statements and just trying to get out of it as fast as you can? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by NotTheDroids1, Target. Obligatory not me, a friend. 
When I worked at Staples, we wore red polos. Across the street was a Target. A friend of mine that worked at Staples, too, went into Target after work to shop. As he's shopping around, he said a lady came up and asked him some questions about a sale. He told her he didn't work there. She said okay and walked down the aisle. He then started straightening up the items on the shelf like he worked there. He said she looked down, made a face, and started walking back down to him. He said he just ran around a corner and took off. It's probably just a force of habit if you worked in retail to start straightening shelves, but to me, I feel like the last thing I would want to do is straighten somebody's shelves for them while I'm out shopping. I feel like it's one of those pet peeves that once you're exposed to it and you know the background and how crappy it feels to be the person having to straighten things out as a job, you just start compulsively doing it to help another person out. This next story is by Woodby Wanderer, the arts and crafts section. I was the clueless one today. I saw a lady in the arts and craft aisle of Dollar General and asked if she could help me find something. She was wearing an apron, so I presumed she worked there. Turns out she worked at Michael's. We had a good laugh about her being in the arts and craft aisle, and she said it's cheaper than getting it at Michael's. I still don't know if Dollar General staff even wear aprons. From my experience, I can attest to OP that I don't think I've seen a Dollar General worker wear aprons. Honestly, I'm not even sure if I remember them wearing a uniform. If they did, it was probably some really generic-looking polo shirt. Although now I'm starting to second-guess myself, so I don't know what I know anymore. Our next story is by The Real Gun Goozler. Sometimes it doesn't end with anger. This happened over the weekend. I went a few hours north to visit some friends. While I was visiting, we had a day of shopping slash errand running, and one of my friends wanted to go to a bookstore. I've worked at this particular store before, just in a different city. As anyone who's worked retail before knows, the compulsions of cleaning are hard to get past. Anyway, we're in a bookstore and all just kind of doing our own things. I was looking for a specific Junji Ito book and, while browsing, kept absentmindedly fixing things. At one point, my friend was showing me some books she found and we were next to a display table and I was aligning the books and messing with the stacks, so it was easy to see why it looked like I worked there. I go back to browsing and this girl comes up to me asking for help. She wanted an autobiography by someone and I told her I knew where that section was as I'd looked through it earlier, but I wasn't sure if they had the book, but that customer service was right next to the biography section. She stared sort of blankly and then asked me why I didn't just take her down there or to a computer to check. I told her I couldn't do that because I didn't work there and that they didn't have self-serve kiosks anymore. She asked me why I kept straightening things if I didn't work there and why I'd helped someone else. I then realized I'd been on autopilot fixing shelves I was looking at and started to kind of chuckle. I explained that to her and that the other person was my friend. Luckily she wasn't angry and regaled me with her own retail autopilot story of her trips into clothing stores. I walked over to the railing and pointed to the customer service desk and the biography section on the first floor for her. She was thankful and we parted ways. I will likely always remember this stranger. I think one of the funniest and or worst moments are those times when somebody asks, what are you doing? And you realize you've been on autopilot doing something that to somebody else probably just seems totally absurd. Those, oh, uh, well, I was, uh, fixing the bookshelves. So you work here, right? Uh, no. I imagine in a library, though, it's a lot easier to do this kind of autopilot activity. All the books are categorically separated and alphabetically sorted, too, so 
even if you're in just a section and you find a book that starts with F in the section with M, you're like, oh, okay, well, let me fix this real quick. This next story is by Leah Renee. Old woman thinks I work at pet store. So this just happened not that long ago, and honestly, despite a lot of the stories on here, I wanted to add something wholesome. So I went to the pet store with my sister, and while my mother and other sister were at a different store, next door with my niece. After grabbing nail clippers and treats for my rabbit, my sister had to go to the bathroom. So I said I'd be at the cash registers checking out and meet her at the store next door. So there I was, standing in a pretty decently long line behind an old woman who was scrolling through her phone. When suddenly the old woman goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not in line. Then I say that it's fine, and she moves herself with her cart out of the way next to the line. Then I hear her talking to herself saying, I wonder if they have that here. I don't know if they do, where could the dog food be? Now, I'm not the type to be nosy, but I looked around and noticed the store was greatly understaffed. With only one woman on the register and another person on the other side of the store taking care of the fish. So I step out of line and go to the old woman and say, Do you need help finding something, ma'am? She then turns away from her phone and looks at me and says, Um, yes, I believe I do. Do you have any of this dog food here? And she shows me a photo of a brand of dog food. I don't think that brand is here, but we could check. Would you like me to show you where the dog food is? The old woman then smiled and said, Yes, I would, thank you. So I walked her to the dog food, checking all the brands, and sadly, as expected, they didn't. So I said, sorry ma'am, I don't see it here, but I believe Walmart should have that brand. The old woman then thanked me, and as we walked back near the registers, she asked if I had a dog, what breed my dog is, and then explains that she was waiting for her husband to come with her little dog. Then as I was listening, she says, I'm so sorry to interrupt your break with this. Then it hit me. She thought I worked there. So I said, don't worry ma'am, I don't work here, but I have plenty of time on my hands to help. The old woman smiled and then thanked me again. After I got back in line, I stood behind a girl who was standing in the spot I had, and then the girl turned around and said, it was nice of you to do that. Here, take your spot back. Then she goes to step aside, but I tell her it's fine since I had plenty of time. Oh, also a couple minutes later, while I was waiting in line, the old woman's husband came in with their cute little dog and I hear the old woman say, "Aw, there's my baby, and start petting her little dog in the cart. Then she sees me looking at her with the dog and says, this is my husband and baby I was telling you about. And I said, "Aw, so this is the little one you were looking for food for. And asked to pet her, and I spent a minute petting the little dog named Bella and meeting a sweet old lady. It's not a story that you typically hear about, but I thought it was sweet, and meeting that nice old lady and her dog, and even that nice girl in the line, was a great start for the rest of the day. Now I want to go to a pet store and pet a little dog named Bella. I'm jealous of OP for having a really, really sweet I don't work here lady moment. And our final story of the day is by Just a Party of One. Sorry, can't help you with your insurance claim, so stop calling me. Background I'm in the micro generation between Gen X and Millennials, the Oregon Trail generation, look it up. I'm old enough to know older tech, five and a quarter inch floppy disks to boot the DOS prompt anyone, and young enough to be fluent with newer tech, aka family's tech support, which is how I was finally able to figure out what was going on. It has to do with landline phones. On a landline phone with a dial tone, As soon as you start dialing the number, the system waits for a certain period of time before it takes the numbers you've entered so far and tries to connect your call. If you enter 10 digits, it sees this as an area code followed by the 7-digit number 
and connects to that number. If you dial at least 7 but less than 10, it assumes you're calling locally within your area code, adds your area code in front, and then uses just the first 7 digits you entered. In example, let's assume your area code is 112. You call 987-654-3210. The system calls exactly that. You call just 654-3210. The system adds your area code and calls 112-654-3210. If you try to call 123-456-7890, but you're too slow, the system takes only the first seven digits you entered, then adds on your area code to the front, thereby calling 112-123-4567. Got it? Good. On to the story. About six years ago, I moved to a new state in the US and got a new cell number and a new job. Right away, I kept getting calls from old, old people trying to reach a national insurance company. My cell phone would be ringing anywhere from 5 to 10 times a day. I got so tired of this, I looked up the insurance company's number. My number is 123-800-551. Their number is 800-555-1234. Notice the common 7-digit string, 800-5551? Suddenly these calls are finally starting to make sense. When I'd get these calls, I would just tell them, sorry, I don't work there and you have the wrong number. 99% of the time, I'd explain their mistake, even give them the right number, and that was it, easy enough. But then there were the people that are the reason for this story. The people in the, you're all just lazy, worthless kids generation. One lady wins the prize of just not getting it. Hello, this is OP. The angry lady says, that's no way to answer the phone. I say, uh, okay. They say, just okay? That is so rude. Yes, she carried out the so for a solid two seconds. Now, I need you to tell me where my check is. I say, oh, sorry, I think there's some confusion. This is an insurance company. You actually called my personal cell phone. If you have a pen and paper handy, I can... Angry lady cutting me off yelling said, I know who I called, you just don't want to do your job. You lazy millennials are all the same. You think the world owes you everything. I say I'm sorry, but like I said, unfortunately you dialed the wrong number. The number for insurance company is actually real number. And I hang up. Cue Spongebob narrator with, A few moments later, my phone rings. I say hello, this is OP. The angry lady says, ha, I knew you lied. I hit redial and got you again. So are you going to actually do your job this time? I'm just thinking, she can't be this crazy, right? I say, oh, you hit redial? That just means you called my cell phone again. You need to call the number I gave you to get insurance company. I'm sorry you're having trouble with them, and I hope you're able to get everything worked out. But unfortunately, I don't work there. She says, you're just a lazy millennial, and everyone there is trying to steal my money. My car still isn't fixed and I'm done. Done! I know state attorney general, and he'll be very interested to know the scam you guys are running. And then the phrase I was sure was fake and I never thought I'd actually hear, but... Now I want to talk to your manager. Get your manager on the phone now. I can hear the veins on her forehead throbbing at this point. I say, feel free to call attorney general, but this is an insurance company, so there isn't much he could do. I'm sorry, but unless you're interested in my actual jobs, services, my boss won't be able to help you either. Good luck. Click. I hang up. I wonder what the attorney general told her. 
The calls are finally starting to become less frequent as landline phones are dying out. Rest in peace landlines. Okay, at the very beginning of this story, OP said that they were between Gen X and Millennials. While I don't think I messed around with five and a quarter inch floppy disks, I'm not that old, but I do remember when my computer would take floppy disks. When I was a kid, my family's first few computers were doing nothing but floppy disks for this or that. I think somewhere we still have a collection of floppy disks with, like, the original installation of our first operating system. We've come a long way from floppy disks to an entire terabyte on a USB stick. The one constant throughout all this technology is the older people just never seem to fully get it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 